no one is gonna automatically just have everything all together and be perfect. So have grace for yourself. And if you screw up, if you make a mistake, like don't just throw in the towel. Like you can go back to God and you can say you're sorry and he will forgive you. He will still be walking there right beside you. He will still love you. Welcome back to another episode of Drink Outside the Box with your host, Maria Morales and Caroline Lolly. So today we are turning up in this chill and rainy afternoon. Cheers. Cheers. Oh boy. <laughs> what are we drinking today, Caroline? Um, today we're drinking the Peter Lemon, the Barro Sun. It's a Syrah from 2015. And mm. this one is from Grand Cru Wine and Spirits. So if you guys are local to Nashville... It is right off of Murphy Road. They'll help you out with, you know, figuring out what wine that you like. And they actually hold tastings every Friday night. So I believe that's 5 to 6.30, but I could be wrong. Definitely hit them up. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so this wine in particular has 14.5% alcohol. So it's a $20 bottle of wine, but, I mean, you get your money's worth. That's a lot. 14.5%? Yeah. Woof. Um, and it's actually from South Australia, so that's pretty cool. Okay, okay. And it's crafted by the next generation of Peter Lemon winemakers. And the Barosan in particular, which is what we're having, uh, showcases the superb fruit sourced from the many fabled subregions across the Barossa Valley. And the winemakers have identified varying interpretations of this classic varietal to blend together seamlessly delivering a complex and layered wine with fruit intensity and suppleness so it's lifted cherry and brooding dark fruit aromas combined seamlessly with sweet chocolate and mocha undertones so aka fancy intense generous and full-bodied wine with fine tannins and a soft supple finish I would never be able to think of anything like that. Honestly, Damn. yeah. I don't know a lot about alcohol. I drink it, but I don't know that much. So that, sound, that sounds really, really good. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I would have never been able to come up with that. So. Yeah, bottoms up. Cheers again. Cheers. <laughs> so, go get yourself a bottle and let us know what you think. Drink outside the box duo at gmail.com. Or slide into those DMs on Insta because we, if you don't know, we have an Instagram. It's called Drink Outside the Box Podcast. Yes, follow us on Instagram. We have an official page and you can send us DMs, comment our pictures, anything. We will welcome those with much love. Amen. Amen. So I do have a little bit of sad news. Urban Dictionary no longer has word of the days or Mm. if they do i can't seem to find them but today is national tell your crush you have feelings for them day oh so um did you do that uh not not yet i mean it's only four so i guess i still have a few hours left but actually caroline you are my crush what (laughs) everybody did you hear this (laughs) hey this is, a, this is a girl crush, okay? But honestly, like, now that you mention it, I wish, not that I wish, but I kind of miss having someone, especially in these, like, 
season. Cuffing season. Cuffing season. It's a real thing, guys. So I actually, so I Googled it and came across this full-on graph. And wow. on the y-axis, throwing it back to algebra, <laughs> oh my it says need to be cuffed. <laughs> and on the x-axis, it says month. So um, it's just like this whole graph of, it's called the basics, and it's B-A-E dash six <laughs> of cuffing season. So it's, you know, it starts out on a high with spring fever, goes down to swimsuit season, starts in about April, May, probably not April. Um, and then it swoops kind of back up towards September when we got the first leaf fall. And then up to an all-time high under the mistletoe in December. Oh my gosh, they have it all so detailed in like cuffing season schedule. That's so. Somebody's got way too much time on their hands. For yeah, real. I mean, honestly, here we are googling it and come across it. So. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So I guess that's why I feel kind of like that. Because honestly, like these, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, those are. This is a like good season to date because there's so many things you can do out like anything related to Christmas or, you know, you find places where you can like right now where it's Halloween, you can go carve pumpkins or to a pumpkin patch and, and go to a hayride or yes, something basic like that. For real, like you can do so many things that are, you know, easy to do when you're barely starting to date or I mean, maybe when you're already in a relationship, that's fun to do mm-hmm. right so yeah did you carve a pumpkin no i didn't have time this halloween Aww, what a shame well honestly though like i did actually carve a pumpkin and i think it's been a while since i did because i forgot how like annoying and hard it is it like, is hard i chose to do a basic cat one <laughs> and i mean it looks cute like it was just you know, had little triangle ears that I used uh, toothpicks and stuck it into the pumpkin to look like ears. Wow. Um, but I don't know, like, I spent at least two hours on that thing. And it's just sitting out on my patio. Nobody's even looking at it. So it's honestly, consuming. it's just for the experience, I yeah. feel like. But I don't know. That could be a good, like, I'm, I'm telling you, that's a good date idea. Like, you just, like, doing that and talking. Right. Yeah. Actually, if you guys want a cool carving hack, use a drill because if you <laughs> want to do like a quote or a saying or like even a name or something, yeah, it is so much easier. Like even polka dots, you just, you know, poke the thing into the pumpkin and it's really True. not that hard. I mean, if you know how to use a drill, definitely go and take that advice or at someone, if you're like me and don't know how to use a drill. Yeah, be maybe safe. you shouldn't try it at home. <laughs> be or safe. if you do, don't call us crying. <laughs> For real. Tell us your experience. You guys are in for a treat today because we have a guest today all the way from Detroit, Michigan with us here today. She is a 2013 graduate of Michigan State, a wife, dog mom, sales rep for CDW, founder of Watered Wednesdays, and my boyfriend's cousin. Welcome to the studio, Kate Calabeo. Hey, guys. Wow, I love that intro. How are you doing? I am good. I am doing well. It's just a rainy day over here in Detroit, so I'm just hanging out. My dog's laying on my lap right now, so sorry if he disturbs our session. So 
Caves actually has her own podcast called Watered Wednesdays that she actually launched with her friend Allie back in February, which is the same time we kind of launched our podcast. Is that right? It was in February? Yeah, yep. So tell us about yourself and why did you start a podcast and what is it about? I, um, like Caroline said, I graduated from Michigan State in 2013. And I actually, my junior year of college, really started um, like kind of exploring my spirituality and just learning more about what it looked like to live a life of faith. And I guess more specifically, like the Christian faith. Um, I got to kind of a a low point um, in my life. And I don't need to go into all those details right now, unless you guys want to know. But the more details, the better. We're all about it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I guess it was just like, I got to kind of a low point in my life. And I'll, I can explain more later. But um, essentially, I just started thinking like, there has to be more to life than than this and where I'm at right now. Um, I just started questioning my purpose and like what I was even doing with my life. And I was actually going through like a pretty bad breakup at the time. And um, I actually had gotten an MIP for drinking. I wasn't 21 yet. So I was on probation. I was like, just kind of in this low spot. And um, I would always have considered myself a Christian, like growing up, like I would go to church and like I knew about God, but I really didn't know how that translated to my everyday life. Like I didn't really know how that affected um my decisions and like my relationships and all that good stuff. And so I was kind of in this low point and I was like, okay, God, like there's gotta be more. Like, please help me is essentially the point I got to. And long story short, I feel like God was just totally answering my prayer. And he brought like so many people into my life just to show me what a real authentic relationship with God looked like and how you actually could apply that to your everyday life. And so I guess I could say that just really turned my life around and it really fulfilled me in a way that I had never experienced before. And so I kind of decided like, I want to devote my life to helping other people experience this joy and this transformation and this relationship that I have found. And so I actually spent two years after I graduated college interning with a campus ministry organization. So I worked a lot with um, the Greek ministry and I did a lot with freshmen. It was awesome. It was like some of the best times of my life. Um, But now I've been working in IT sales for four years. (laughs) So I don't really do a lot with ministry anymore apart from like being involved in church and stuff. So um, I just had it on my heart to start a podcast and it really is just all about like um, learning how to grow spiritually. I mean, we spend so much time like focusing on how to build up our lives relationally and emotionally and mentally, but how often do we really spend the time to like dig deeper and grow spiritually? So that's really what Allie and I are really passionate about. And we just talk about like a range of topics involving spiritual growth. That's awesome. Also, um, you said that you interned for a campus ministry, right? Yeah. Actually at the church I go to in Nashville this past Sunday, um, they were like, I guess, not holding it at the main location that I go to. So I went to a different like branch campus of it. And I had gone to that pastor before, but like never really like learned about his story. And he actually was an intern for crew. And like now he's obviously the pastor, but 
he um I don't know if I should be sharing this but whatever I'm going to (laughs) um he got a DUI and um he was supposed to be starting his um internship with the church that he currently works for now the following week and he's like wow like this is pathetic like here I am with a DUI like pretending to be this person who is like you know walking with God and living like a godly life and everything yet I'm like blacking out every weekend and like I got my first DUI and it's just like it took that for God to like wake him up and realize that this is not like where he wants him to be so like not that you didn't get a DUI but like I I don't know I just saw the um the parallelism like you reminded you of like like, you have to hit your lowest of lows mm-hmm. in order to even, like, have God wake you up sometimes and realize, like, where is this really where you want to be at in your life? And is this, right. like, fulfilling? Yeah, exactly. And even to that point, too, like, it's really cool that the pastor shared that because just because you are a Christian, like, I would say I, I really, like, quote, unquote, became a Christian, like, started my real walk with God, like, when I was 20, 20, 21. But just because that was, you know, seven years ago or whatever, doesn't mean that I've arrived and I'm perfect now. Like I still am like constantly getting those wake up calls and surrendering more parts of my life over to God. It's like a daily, a daily practice. Like we're, we've never arrived. We're never perfect. And so I think that's actually like a misconception of Christianity is like, once you're a Christian, you're all of a sudden like perfect and you don't mess up anymore and you don't make mistakes. But it's like, that's so not true because we're always flawed humans. We're always broken. We always are in need of, of God's intervention in our life to help make us better and open up our eyes to things. So like, we're always a work in progress. I feel that. Yeah. I actually personally grew up Catholic and I don't know, it wasn't really about, like, having a real relationship with God. To me, it just felt like, you know, go to church, like, stand up, sit down, like, every five seconds, and, like, memorize this prayer, like, Mm -hmm. reconciliations next week, you gotta, like, go talk to the priest to be forgiven, and I remember, like, actually, just, I don't know, I didn't feel like I was even, I mean, I was in, like, elementary school, but I don't even, I didn't feel like I was getting closer with God. And so there was a point where I just kind of like refused to go. And my mom was kind of upset with me, but my dad didn't really know what to do because he wasn't really like the one who was disciplined. What's the word? Yeah, (laughs) Disciplinary. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then like when I transferred from like the public school to a Christian private high school and I was surrounded by like, I don't know, I would call them like goody two-shoed people, but they were just, to me, they felt kind of judgmental and I it turned me away from Christianity a little bit because I'm like, well, if these people are Christians and they're like so perfect, yet they're like holier than thou, you know, like we are messed up people. Like everybody, whether they're Christian or not, like does mess mistakes. up. Yeah. Yeah. But I think exactly. it took like going to, Lipscomb actually for me to um, grow closer to God because I realized it wasn't, I don't know, I was opened up to a whole new church instead of being in the Catholicism like my whole life. Yeah. And I think that's so cool, Caroline, because like 
I know, I feel like that's one, another misconception of Christianity is that it's a set of rules that you follow. Like Mm -hmm. if you go to church every Sunday and if you're a good person and if you pray every night, then, then you're, you're a good person and you're good with God, you know, but I think it's not that. I think it's more, do you have a personal intimate relationship right with your creator and it's as simple as believing like that's really all it is it's just believing that god is real that he loves you um and that he's important in your life and when you believe that like that's the gateway to the relationship and i always think of it this way too like if you think of a parent with a child like let's say a teenager who's like always like rebelling and like disobeying their parent it doesn't change the fact that the parent loves that child right? um, and that the child is still a part of the family, but it does affect the quality of the relationship. So when we think of like us with God, like just because we're like rebelling and sinning and doing all these things, it doesn't change the fact that God loves us and that we're a part of his family, but it can change the quality of the relationship that we have with him. So it's not like it doesn't matter what we do morally. Um, but it doesn't define our identity, um, as like God's child, you know? I, I agree. And I feel like as long as you're closer and you know, your relationship with him, that really matters a lot. And like, just like Caroline, I grew up in a Catholic church and I, I remember. Wait, did I know this? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. I must've forgotten. I just felt really guilty that I didn't go to church but because it wasn't really like I didn't feel comfortable having to talk to a priest instead of God right and well and I think that was just misunderstanding because I I also thought like well why would I have to go to a priest like I can talk to God myself Mm -hmm. but that was just like an extra thing like they weren't trying to say like oh you have to go to a priest in order to be forgiven but yeah that's what I understood. I know I at young. the time, me too. Yes. So yeah, it can be confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but on your most recent episode of Watered Wednesdays, speaking of that, I know that you talked a little bit about discipline, which stood out to us because um, we wanted to ask you. You know, you talked about like how men and women um, in the church and just in general do have like different responsibilities and roles in life. Like, so what's your um, or I guess talk to us about more of that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't feel like I'm an expert. <laughs> I think, um, that's like something Allie and I always try to say is that like, we're, we're still learning. I mean, you can never learn enough about God. And I, I think that's the beauty of God is that you can spend your whole life just learning something new every day about the Bible, about, um, just his love and, all that good stuff. So I definitely don't think I'm, I'm an expert. So take what I say with a grain of salt, (laughs) but what I do know is something that I, I think you can always count on is that if you are a Christian and if you do profess to believe in God, then you can trust his word. Like you can trust that what you read in the Bible is true and is God's heart. And so I think 
it, you know, reality is some verses in the Bible are hard to swallow. Like I read some verses and I'm like, whoa, that's harsh. Or, yeah. or you're like, whoa, we really are called to that standard. Like that seems so impossible. You know what I mean? Like you read some things and you just, you start to think like, wow, like that seems tough. Um, and so I think one of the verses where it talks about like women in the church and not being in leadership roles, like I think it's hard to really wrap your mind around that. And that's something that, you know, I'm sure like you can continue to process like your whole life and learn more and more about it. But I think like right now, I guess um, what I'm learning is that like, if you go back to the garden with um, Adam and Eve, um, God first created male, he created Adam. And then he said, this isn't complete. Like it's, he's not complete without, his um, helpers beside him. So that's what, um, I forgot the Greek name, but there's like, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm not going to even try, but there's a Greek word for female, which basically means helper beside him. So God created both male and female and he created them with different roles in mind. Um, And so I think, you know, when you kind of analyze that verse, it's not saying that women are less than men. Um, Kind of the opposite, like man wasn't enough without woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So God created both of them. But just kind of like, you know, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit all have different roles, but they're all God. That's kind of like men and women. We're all human, but we kind of have different I guess, responsibilities or different callings, um, even though they are kind of lumped into the same. Okay. That's a good point. Also, I jotted down when we were listening um, to your last episode, First Timothy, Timothy 1 through 3, when um, it's talking about being leaders in the church and sober-minded, hospitable, not a drunkard, not a lover of money, etc. And like how that is such a high calling. And so... I don't know. Like, I also wrote down, like, that when you said discipline is like a muscle and you have to show up consistently to see results, like, so that's basically saying it's just like working out. You're not going to get, like, the body that you want if you're just going to, like, not even use it and not go into the gym. Like, we can't expect, um, like, transformation and to become closer with God and better humans if we are just, like, ignoring everything that we know we need to fix. Yeah, we're not looking for him. Right. Exactly. And I think that's the other cool thing is like, you know, the the whole like male and female in our roles topic. I mean, that's, I I feel like it's such a big one and I wouldn't even like attempt to pretend to be an expert in that department. But what I do know is that like the closer we get to God and the more we're just seeking him um, in our everyday lives and you know, we're walking with him diligently, like the more he's going to make our calling and our purpose in this world clear to us. And so whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. Like the closer you get to God, the more your personal unique calling is going to become apparent to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of like I was saying before, we never arrive. Like, it's not like we're going to arrive where we're supposed to be one day. We're always going to be on that journey until we die. 
But there's actually one verse I really love. It's First Timothy 4.15. And it says, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. So it's not like so that everyone can see you arrive and be perfect. <laughs> it's like right. so that everyone can see you getting better. They can see you changing and growing and they want what you have. Right. I think that's so satisfying that you have that, that you get to that point where you're comfortable talking about the Bible and just having that trust that, you know, things are going to turn out okay. That's just, that's such an important uh, milestone as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I reaching that, not fully reached, because like you said, we're still learning, but I'm on my way, like I'm there, getting there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, the the launching point for anything is just having that relationship with with God through Christ. And it's like, um, if if you want that for your life, then it's like the sky is unlimited for where God's gonna take you in your faith and in your faith journey. Mm-hmm. True. So right now with like society and today's mindset how can we like from your point of view how like us in our age in this um how can i say it like people our age how can we keep ourselves open-minded while still be christians yeah and you're like in your point of view yeah, honestly, I ask myself this every day. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, it's not easy. Mm. Um, I think a couple things. I mean, first and foremost, um, I know I'm not perfect at this, so I just want to disclaim that real quick. But I really do try to never act like I have all the answers. I mean, I, I am so <laughs> kind. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say? We think you do. Oh my gosh, no, but I appreciate that. But um, no, I mean, I think I am super confident in the Bible and I'm confident that I can always turn to the word for an answer. And um, so I think I'm confident in that. But at the same time, I always want to be learning. I always want to be um, open to asking people questions. So especially people who have a different mindset than me, um, if I'm talking to them, I never want to just be like shoving Bible verses down their, their throat. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. want to be um, learning their story, learning where, what their faith background is. What do they believe? Why do they believe it? Um, did someone hurt them in the past? Did they feel hurt by God or the church in the past? Like I always want to be asking questions. So I think that's one key to staying open-minded is just like being slow to speak and quick to listen. Um, So like when you're engaging with people, just always trying to um, really ask questions and listen to people. But then I think it's totally okay to still um, share with them your your truth and your belief. Um, Like, for example, um, I just know in today's society, like if you disagree with someone, they always they call you a hater, you know, like, (laughs) it's like, just because you disagree, they automatically assume you're a hateful hater person. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, that's not necessarily true. So, but I think when you can um, show someone that you're hearing them and you're listening to them, but then maybe offer them 
um, a different perspective that's a godly perspective, I think that can be a way to stand firm in your faith, but also show someone that you care about them, regardless of if they believe what you believe or not. So I guess that's one thing. But then the second thing, um, Maria, I think you asked, like, how do you kind of like live in today's culture, but also like stand firm in your faith? Um, It's hard because, you know, we have like TV shows and music and like all this influence around us that can sometimes like sway us, I think. Mm. Um, And so for me, I just, I know that like whatever my input is, is going to end up being my output. So if I'm filling my brain up with like raunchy TV shows and like, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's so much out there. Like if I'm like going to the bar constantly every night and I'm like listening to like negative shows and podcasts and TV shows and like all this stuff, then eventually my soul is going to feel bogged down by that. And my output is going to end up being a result of that stuff. But when my input is like worship music and reading my Bible and communicating with God and going to church and like doing all these things, then my output is going to end up being more spiritual and godly in nature. So I think we just have to be mindful of that and just know that whatever you're putting your time and your effort and your attention towards is going to end up kind of defying um, how you come across to other people. So you have to really take that into account when you're just like living your day-to-day life. Sometimes too, who you become too. Right. Because I know like, you know, people say like, you are who you hang out with and all this kind of things. But I mean, sometimes that's not the case, but generally like you're surrounding yourself around people that you enjoy being around, which kind of means that you enjoy the same hobbies or at least relate on some level to have them in your life. Yeah. Um, So like, I'm going to be a little bit blunt here, but (laughs) we want, like we're wondering what's your opinion about the balance of being in your, you know, in your twenties and wanting to have fun and, you know, drinking out with friends or not. No, they don't have the same. Yeah. They're not Christian versus still being a christian you know still keeping your um your beliefs as a christian yeah i mean it's hard i mean it's not it's not easy and i definitely have my struggles with it um and i think it just comes down to just growing in your confidence as a christian mm-hmm. i think the more confident you are in your identity and in God and what that means, I think the easier it is to be surrounded by other people who don't believe and still stand firm and not sway and be confident. So I think it really just all stems from that. And, you know, like I said, that's just, that's a daily thing that we just keep growing in and getting better. And, um, I, I know there was a time in my life, like as an early, early Christian that I really struggled with that. Like it was almost impossible for me to go out with like my non-Christian friends to a bar and like not get drunk with them. Mm. Um, And, you know, the older I get, the the more time I grow with God, the easier that becomes. But I'm not going to also sit here and say I never have that struggle. 
Um, but I do hope that as I keep growing with God and I continue to strengthen my relationship with him and, and continue to get stronger in my faith, the easier that will be for me. Um, so I think it's just all like, yeah, growing in that confidence and, um, you don't have to stop hanging out with your non-Christian friends or, you know what I mean? Like, you don't, just cause you're a Christian doesn't mean you have to stop doing that. But I think it's good to like, know, like have boundaries for yourself. If you know that if you go to a bar with these people that you're going to be tempted, then maybe take a little hiatus from doing that with those friends and maybe try to do something different instead, like go to lunch or um, go to coffee or go to brunch or something like that. Um, just for a little bit until you kind of like feel like you're stronger and can handle those situations better. Right. Cause I feel like, and like our generation, we hear all the time to live in the moment, to not um, waste our time and, you know, just kind of live to the fullest. Yet, YOLO. Yes. <laughs> but we like, for example, we are Christians and we kind of feel a little bit like we are being held back. But it's not like just because we're going we're gonna to go drink or we're going to go have fun with friends, I don't know if that's being considered a sin. Like we are aware that sometimes alcohol can be a bad influence, yet we still do it even though we don't do it with that intention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think like it starts with realizing that everything that God lays out in the Bible is for our good. It's for our best life. And if you believe that God is a good God, and that he wants the best for you, then you, you can believe and you can trust that the commands that he instructs us to um, abide by in his word are for our best. And so, like I'm thinking of some of the, the Bible verses that talk about drinking. Um, there's one where it talks about um, how our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Um, right. And so we should honor God with our bodies. And in Ephesians, it talks about not getting drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but being filled, instead being filled with the Holy Spirit. So we know for a fact that God instructs us not to be wasted out of our minds, you know? Right. Um, and we can trust that he has a reason for that. Like he wants us to have healthy bodies. He wants us to make good decisions that um, bring us life and bring us joy and there's probably a reason why he instructs us not to get wasted all the time because it's probably not for our best. Mm. And um, I think the more we can just trust that God isn't holding out on us, like he's not holding back joy from us. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Like he has so much more joy to give us than alcohol can or right. um, even a boyfriend or a job or fill in the blank, all these things that we chase. Um, God at the end of the day, like himself is more fulfilling than all of those things, but he even knows our hearts more deeply and more intimately than we even know ourselves. And he has so many good things in store for us. And if we can just trust that um, as we follow his commands and as we follow what he asked us to do, he's going to continue to reveal those like great and wonderful things. And he's going to continue to put them in our path. So I think it's just kind of like getting to know God and getting to know that he's good and trusting that. Yes. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. Like if I, when I go out and drink, like I feel a little bit guilty, even though it's not like that. Like you just said, it's not like God is holding me back, but I don't know. It's just like in my heart, I feel like, I don't know if this is like the right thing to do, even though I'm not doing anything bad, but I'm just, just the fact that I'm out and drinking. It's not, I don't know. I honestly have, I have more fun just, you know, like lately, like just having people over at my apartment and having a few drinks, like playing a game versus like spending so much money on Ubers and like drinks on Broadway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then like waking up the next day and feeling terrible. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, I think all of that is just, I don't know, we we found that very interesting because that like honestly we 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 see that every day in social media and just gonna we see how others are telling us how we're supposed to live yet it kind of goes against to what we believe so we kind of well I personally feel a little bit stuck into if I'm doing things right or not but at the end of the day it's really what God wants me to do and not really what society wants me to do. So I think I'm pretty comfortable in that. But um, And also ultimately, like, what makes you the happiest and fulfills you anyway? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a certain amount of um, friends or, you know, attention on social media that for me will make me feel as happy as I don't know, having a Bible study with someone or, you know, just talking about God in generally. Speaking of Bible study, I actually, so freshman year of college, I still go to the same church that I started going to then. And I joined a house church, which is kind of just like a Bible study, but mm. each one kind of varies. Like some of them will actually be a Bible study and other ones are just hanging out in community with people that go to the same church as you. And I actually started one up, or not personally, but like started going one to one um, about a month ago. And I I don't know, it's like six of us, I believe. And we're going through this book called The Story right now. And it's like so hard for me. I don't know why it's so hard, but it's, it's an intimate setting because there's only six people. But I have like such a hard time speaking up like in front of the group and like telling what I think and like praying out loud in front of all these people and I don't know maybe it's just a process but yeah yeah I mean that's so cool that you're involved in something like that and I feel like the more you you do it and the more you just keep going it's kind of like goes back to that discipline thing like it doesn't always feel good like we don't always want to go to the gym and like have our muscles hurt but you know that eventually your muscles aren't going to hurt anymore and so it's like the more you keep going and getting involved in it, like it's going to feel a lot more natural and just like, you're just going to keep growing deeper and deeper in it until eventually like it really is going to continue to transform your life in the best of ways. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So do you have any final thoughts or any final comments about the topic? Anything you would want people to hear from you? Any recommendation advice to especially to like girls our age yeah I mean I would say I guess just know that 
like we were kind of saying before, Christianity isn't a set of rules. Like it really is just getting to know your, your father, your God, the God who created you and loves you and wants to know you and give you these blessings. And so um, if that interests you at all, and if you want more of that, all you have to do is really just pray and tell him that, and he's going to show up in your life and it's going to blow your mind. Honestly, I know that for a fact, because it's happened in my own life and and so many other people that I know and talk to. Um, So I would say that. And then I would say like, just take the plunge and it might be scary. It might be uncomfortable, but the best things in life are uncomfortable and scary. So Mm. get plugged in with community, check out a church, um, try to meet some people who are Christians. And I think that you'll just find that um, it's a blessing to be a part of a church and people who can help you grow spiritually and talk to you about stuff that um, is deep and meaningful. So I would say like, yeah, even if it's scary, get plugged in. And then I guess the third thing I would say is um, Christianity is not perfection. So Um, don't expect perfection from yourself. Um, You will make mistakes. You will disobey God. You will still sin. You will fall. Like no one is going to automatically just have everything all together and be perfect. So have grace for yourself. And if you screw up, if you make a mistake, like don't just throw in the towel, like you can go back to God and you can say you're sorry. And he will forgive you. He will still be walking there right beside you. He will still love you. Um, so have grace for yourself. Have grace for other people when they fall. Um, we really are just all like a flawed mess walking together with God. And yeah. um, so don't expect that from yourself and don't expect that from other people. Um, but at the same time, hold yourself accountable. Don't, um, don't be okay with your sin either. Be it for what it is. Um, have a heart that wants to change and grow and be better. And I think the more you just continue bringing that to God, um, he's really going to show up and change your life. True that. Thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I wish I could be there in person. Hey, next um, time, okay? <laughs> yeah, maybe when I'm in town, we'll do this again. So. Where can people find you? Um, yeah, so we have a Water Wednesdays Instagram page, Water Wednesdays. Um, we also have a website and all that good stuff. You can find us on Spotify, um, pod, Apple podcasts, whatever, all that good stuff. But I'm also Catherine Lynn on Instagram too. So yeah, we'll put it in the episode notes. Cool. Thanks guys. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. And again, thank you for talking to us and great with the good advice from the Bible. I feel like we Yeah. Anytime. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can send us an email to drinkoutsidetheboxduo at gmail.com. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.